All right. Now, when we record with him, I want you to say something about how you only like picture books. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I do. It's true. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I'm your host, Perry, with me, just as he always is. Well, I mean, unless he's not. It's, One time. One time. Oh, okay. can you replace me? <laughs> what happened? I'm just playing. Okay, it's you Eric, the Whiskey Mutant. One time. Yeah, well, you were gone. I didn't replace you when you were gone. That's true. You owe me. All right. I'm here do always. I've Let's done plenty of solo episodes. Not in years. Yeah, all right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Um, hope you've been well. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> Sick of it. Son of it. Uh, hope you've had a good week. Hope you've had some good bourbon. We're back for another podcast. Yeah, all right. Is this how I normally start things? No, I don't feel like it is. really, but yeah, I you know. know. It's the holiday season. It's the holiday season. Everybody's recovering from their turkey. Um, but now we got Christmas. He's lost it. No turkey. I don't get it. Hint. But now Christmas. (laughs) Let me ask you this. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. Okay. I when I have a big nice turkey Thanksgiving dinner, all the stuff. I don't want that for Christmas again. I feel like it's too close. No, definitely not. What are you having? For Christmas, we've done the we've done Chinese, okay. we've done pizza before. We are you cooked. talking about what I prefer or what? what? I'm saying, what would you you know if you get to pick if you got to pick Christmas dinner this Christmas after all the Thanksgivings you just done, what would be your meal? Like steak. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I uh, or or to celebrate the birth of the lamb, party pizza. Yes. Yes. No lamb. Oh, do you have? Do you have? Do you like lamb? Yeah, when it's done right. What's done right to you? Like cooked really good. Like it can get very like dry. Sometimes okay. people over. Sure. I don't cook it that much myself. Honestly, um, if you if if you grill it kind of the same way that you grill steak, um, you're you're pretty much guaranteed for a good experience. Yeah. It's not my uh, something that I crave, or I don't. I mean, I've only you know every once in a while. Sure. Not as much as party pizzas. I though. love lamb. You know what I love more than just like, uh, like a lamb chop, is a lamb burger. Oh yeah. Oh, I love lamb burgers, man. I don't think I've ever had a lamb. Oh, burger. Oh, I love them. Love them. I'm hungry. Hmm. Let's go. See All you. I had today was a smoothie and a bowl of cereal. I gave you a piece of pizza and a piece of pizza. You're right. He handed that night. to me as I was walking in. Old fart head. Why did pizza. you call it that? Because I just I don't know. It's old fart head pizza. I don't. But like, what is that in relation to? Old fart heads. Eating pizza that's cold. Okay. I'm just going to give it to you. Okay. I mean, they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Who? Who knows? Them. Oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> was was that leading anywhere, the no, question just, about dinner? You're just curious? I was just curious. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I'm curious if you have signed up for the Patreon yet. That's patreon.com slash podcast. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month, for as little as $5 a month. There's bonus content that's over there as well, including, but not limited to, 
uh, a bonus episode that comes out every Monday, the pregame chats that come out before every single episode, and the uncut version of the main episode as well. Uncircumcised. Yes. It's just there. Yep. It's you got to decide you what to do with it. the full load. The full Monty. Yep. We made that joke already today, didn't we? Not on here. We've been recording for a while. <laughs> Not on here. You're right. You're right. We normally kick off episodes, though, with either sips and snacks, which is a pairing thing that we do. But we did that last week. So we're doing Flying Blind instead, which is uh, a, fly, a it's a blind sample or something. If you're listening the other to person this podcast doesn't know what it is. and you don't know what a blind is... Welcome. welcome. Glad that it's your You've first just time. You've out. just listened to your first bourbon podcast, and I tell you what, they're not all like this. No. <laughs> but this is where... Some are better, some are much, much worse. Where you get poured whiskey in a glass, you don't know what it is, and you try to guess what it is, or you just say, hey, Or you just enjoy good. it. Yeah, you just enjoy it. Sometimes it doesn't have to be a competition. But life is a competition. That's just baseball. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I prefer like to think of life as a highway. You want to ride it all night long? All night long, baby. Yeah. I know that feeling. <laughs> so this was a was this provided by anybody? Um, I'll tell you <clears> afterwards. <throat> okay. Save a little bit. We might want some later. Mmm. Enticing. <laughs> Why do I get so surprised and and I uh, scared by sudden singing? Never tell you my. Um, <laughs> Smells good. Okay. Well, I'm not going to tell that story now. What? Oh. Ooh, moans. <clears throat> Did I ever tell you my um, the, the thing I think about every time I hear the song Hotel California? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't have to tell it anymore. What? <laughs> okay. So I was like 15 or 16. And I don't, I don't anymore because... Um, you're an adult because uh, I'm an adult. Uh, I would sleep with the window open. Oh, okay. Quite often, yeah. um, it because you know, as you know, I run hot. Uh, and it was a good way to. I like the smell of the night air. Yeah, you know, well, just well, even in my live. sleep. Where you live. Well, that's true. If you live live next to a uh, paper mill, mm. God bless you. That is one of the worst smells. In I the don't world. like it at all. I hate paper mill smells. Anyway. Um, there was, it was like middle of the week and I woke up at like two 30 in the morning to somebody behind our house. Like, you know, it, where I grew up, we had neighbors behind us as well. Somebody was in their driveway blasting hotel California <laughs> at two 30 in the morning. And it, it felt like I was in the Hotel California. Was there like neon lights flashing? <laughs> <in> there, so. <laughs> but like specifically, I remember, I remember hearing you can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. And I was like, am I dreaming still? <laughs> anyway, that's what I think of every time I hear of, uh, I hear Hotel California. I'm just glad nobody was coming through your windows, snatching your kids up. <laughs> Hide your kids. Hide your kids, hide your wives. Probably was around that time, too, that that video came out. Baby, baby, baby. Mm. Oh, baby, baby. How was I supposed to know? That is good. Wow. That is good. They don't make that like they used to. Whoa, that finish. It's big. 
It's a big finish. You look like a bear. Pear bear. I guess I would be if yourself right there. The microphone like a bear. I guess I would be a bear if I were gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or a silverback. When you get older, is that what that is? I don't know, dude. <laughs> like an old man that's hot, <laughs> something like that. A silver fox. Oh. What's that thing? A gorilla? Yeah, a silverback <laughs> gorilla. <laughs> Gorillas are hot too. Gorillas are sexy, man. <laughs> They're sexy. I like gorillas. You ever see them in there? Go to the zoo. Majestic. We've been to the zoo together. I know. Do people know that? Have we ever talked about that? Yeah, just me and you. <laughs> it was our bro date. Decided to go to the zoo. Got to know each other a little better before the podcast started. Meet me at the Louisville Zoo, and we're going to talk and walk and look at animals. And I, we now can do I'm this in a park. Now I'm on the podcast. Years later, no, it has to be at the zoo. I got to know if you like the tigers, man. I got to know how you feel when the gorillas are. <laughs> no, we went to the zoo with our families. Oh man. Anyway, this is real good. What is this? This was from Joseph Brazo. What? It's, it's, Joseph. Um, this was sent with a couple other samples that we've already drank. But okay. This is a uh, 2014 Booker's. Whoa! You know what's funny is I was thinking that it was like Booker's territory. Yeah, 128.9 proof. 2014-7. Did they have names? I don't know. Maybe this is seven. I'm going to look it up on my phone. because There were seven batches of Bookers in 2014? Is that what that means? Yes. What? I hate this timeline. Shit's good, though. That's really good. Oh, it didn't even have a name on it. No name. Booker's no name batch. That's it. Booker's no name batch. <sighs> okay. I knew I forgot. Bottled at seven years and seven months and 13 days of age. And it's seven? Batch seven? Batch seven. Nice. Seven, seven, seven. <clears throat> I've got bingo. Anyway. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, thank you, Joseph. That was a great way to kick off an episode that is uh, sure to be full of twists and turns and dips and dives. Yes. But we'll get to that later. Because right now, uh, actually, before we, I ask you what we've been drinking recently, um, <clears throat> as is customary, and I apologize that I bring it up uh, <laughs> every year, but it, the anniversary happens every year. Uh, as of recording, today is uh, five years since my dear, dear friend Billy Thomas passed away from a heart attack uh, at 28 years old. Crazy. Uh, it's crazy to think that I'm now uh, older than he ever was. Uh, just, just wild, man. Just wild. So, uh, the bourbon that he and I shared uh, a a great love of together was Knob Creek Small Batch, uh, hundred proof. And uh, I asked Eric if he had any. He said no, but Sorry. he did have the twelve and the fifteen year old one hundred proof small batches. And you know what? So, I think. Billy would approve. Billy would have approved of this. He probably would have yeah. liked to have a pour himself. Yeah. So, uh, in honor of Billy, this is what we're 
gonna be drinking, I suppose. But uh, one of my favorite people ever, and uh, just hard to hard to think of a world without him. Even still, five years afterwards, I was talking with his uh, with his dad last night, and we were kind of reminiscing a little bit. And I said, you know, I think it's it's an early tip or bit or high proof hot take. I don't know. Um, A lot of people say it's. It's hard to move on from people that have left you. I actually think um, it's really quite easy to kind of move on from that. You don't have to worry about difficult feelings. You have things that are ahead of you that you can smile about and laugh about and you can kind of heal and move on. But it's harder, I think, to maintain the memory of people that you have loved that you have also lost. Uh, and it's what keeps them alive to me. So in honor of keeping Billy's memory alive and the hard stuff. Cheers. It's mm. good for hot dog. Mm. Just nothing but beam today, apparently. Uh, apparently. Well, that's not true. Well, yeah. <laughs> hey, what have you been drinking recently? Well, you know, I'm, oh, that finishes I'm nice still story. on my quest. Uh, you know, I cut down my drinking a little bit just to. Um, uh, oh, this is a funny comment. I said I told somebody that I cut my drinking down a little bit because my cholesterol was up and little stuff, and they tried to correct me saying that I eat too much meat, um, which. I don't, yeah, because I post about grilling all the time. I eat too much red meat and stuff, and that can cause your cholesterol to go up. Yes, I know that eating a lot of meat causes my cholesterol. Now, remind me, what do you do for a job? I'm a nurse. Oh, okay. So you went to nursing school. Right. And And so you understand how. Yeah, cholesterol, cholesterol works, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Just wanted yes. to, just wanted to check but in on that. Just I remind was, everybody. I don't eat that much meat to cause my cholesterol to go up. It's based on stress and alcohol because your good cholesterol and your bad cholesterol are always going up and back and forth and all this. So your body's making the good cholesterol when you drink alcohol and it's doing its thing, but it's a whole thing. Anyway, so alcohol you, makes good cholesterol, really. Well, it. Alcohol makes cholesterol go up, but your body <clears throat> interacts with it to kind of even out. Oh, so okay. So it can cause different levels of cholesterol go up. Either way. Um, either way, shut up. Either way. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I didn't have a whole lot, but um, I had, last night, we uh, ordered some food from Banners mm-hmm. for dinner, and I went up to get the food, and it, uh, me and April went up just to have a drink before we're like you know we've been it's a couple days middle of the week i had a pour of their 1792 foolproof yes and let me tell you after not having anything for a few days (laughs) get you good it gets you it's gonna get you um and they and i will say if you're in lexington you should check out banners sports bar always sports going they have a lot of picks and stuff but they don't shy away. They do almost parry pours when you order a neat pour of whiskey, depending on who's at the bar. Like it's, they give you a big old. Did you see it? This, this was, and they're uh, uh, maybe. I don't remember that much. Dang, son! Seven, I'll put it up on screen too for anybody who's watching the video version. 
Because it was their special. They do like a single barrel special. Utah, give me two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, here you go. Okay, dokie. Um, so yes, I had a big old pour of 1792 foolproof, and I enjoyed every single minute of it. Nice. Um, and uh what else? Oh, after we recorded the other night, um, I had a little bit of uh funky nerds. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did. And it keeps getting better with age. It just keeps aging. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It does. <laughs> I promise. It just right. keeps getting aerated and aerated. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but, yeah. yeah, that's about it. But I loved uh, that banner 1792 foolproof. It's so good. Nice. So. i to think. There wasn't a whole lot that I really got into this week. I've been on uh, antibiotics <laughs> to try to get over this crud, finally. I... I Realized I have not been on antibiotics since before Eden was born. <laughs> so I hate antibiotics, man. I, I don't particularly like them either, but I do notice that I feel better yeah. <laughs> right now. Like, I don't know what kind of underlying crap I've had in the background just eating away at me. <laughs> But I feel so much better. My after my, a dose my of attitude my attitude towards <laughs> sickness has rubbed off on you and where you just deal with it and you die. like if I'm I, not dying, I'm not going to the I, doctor. But I mean, I've kind of been that way anyway for the past few years. Um but sometimes you know. you'll ask me, like, is everything okay? And I'm like, Yeah, you'll be fine. I, but it's easier <laughs> for me to do that than to go to the doctor. Oh, that's and, true. I mean, like, I almost when I was here last week asked you to look at my throat. I would <laughs> I probably got extra antibiotics upstairs. You could have. Yeah. Well, uh, so I'm on. Uh, I'm on Augmentin. Yeah. <laughs> for the first time in yeah. like, I there there was a period too where I had like a sinus infection or strep, like almost every month at the same time, <clears throat> and so I was very well burst, versed. Excuse me in Augmentin, amoxicillin, oh, yeah. Z-Packs. What well, you know, whatever they had that could get rid of it, but. Uh, yeah, it feels weird taking an extra pill <laughs> each day uh, for ten, twice each day for ten days. Um, <laughs> now you know. Uh, so I haven't been drinking uh, quite as much as I maybe would have, uh, but we I did um, finally after th- three third times a charm. Apparently, I had a Goose Island Bourbon County Stout from this year that I liked. <laughs> Uh, I had it with my dad. Which one was this? This was the backyard uh, stout. Backyard I think it's what they stout. call them. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it had uh, a few different types of berries. I don't remember. Um, it was it was really good. It finally was just like, and I was so nervous going into it, and <clears throat> I because everything glass, else was like because everything else was either bad or okay. I, but I got the glasses out and I was pouring it up and I was kind of like, mm, here you go, dad. And got, you know, I let him try it first just to see what his reaction would be. And I took a drink of it and I said, oh, thank God it's good. <laughs> we, I feel like we did that. I was that. so concerned. We did that with something the other day. Well, not the other day, but a recent bottle that we tried. And we we're like, oh, thank God this was good. I don't um, know what it was. Was it something we reviewed? Probably. Or I don't remember. Was it? Do we open something for Thanksgiving? Mm, I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, so, what is left out of this year's uh, stouts that you have not tried? Well, there's the Angel's Envy, <laughs> finished yeah. one, and I don't know. 
I don't know what the rest apparently, of them are. There's the proprietor stout, I guess. Apparently, people that we're friends with just send it to other people, but they don't send it to us. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Yeah. That's how it goes. Um, <sighs> didn't, yeah, I mean, I really didn't have too much else. I killed a couple of bottles. I mean, Turkey 101 and Benchmark Foolproof. That's just kind of my, that's my kind of, like, I see that I have a bill or <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. mortgage coming up and I'm like, and it's Christmas and like, it's Christmas. Oh, and I'm like, oh, uh, maybe I'll just be okay, drinking on the cheap. Yeah, I'm going to get some Bud Light too. Oh, yeah, that's how it is right now. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm sure talk about bourbon prices later but but that's that's true like it's hard like yeah you know we got bills you got people to you know somebody messaged me this morning uh was like hey if you when you go to wild to wilderness trail to get the new uh single barrel grab me one if you can i get i'm not going i said i can't afford that right? i think i had somebody ask they asked me the same question because they assumed i probably would because i've got every other release. yeah well unfortunately it's christmas and um, it's just expensive well it was so. also like a one per person was it i think so i didn't i didn't read i there weren't there were only 113 bottles when i knew that i couldn't get it i kind of just like tuned out because i didn't want to like think about it the whole time yeah i talked about this on my live stream last night um which the audio version should be up in the feed now. I'm sorry I keep saying that, but this one's going to be in the feed. So listen to Check that. Check the feed. Um, hopefully, <clears throat> what this means is that they have more 10-year-old stock. I would assume. Sit in, and we'll see another 10-year-old release, just not at... $300. Because this was just a single barrel, right? Yes. So all the other ones have been batched. So hopefully yeah. we'll get a... And I will. I'm assuming that one will be a little bit more affordable, and I will get that one. But just right now, unfortunately, can't can't afford it. Yeah. So It's Christmas. It's Christmas time. I got three kids. Merry like Christmas, yeah. everybody. And the more just do. Eden, where she... Yeah, exactly. Where she can't say her C's. She says Twistmas. Twistmas? <laughs> Merry Twistmas. Twistmas. Yeah. This is my bourbon podcast is brought to you by Walking Pad. Eric, yeah, what would you say is the hardest part of being an adult with a full time job? Uh, staying in shape, um, eating right, taking care of yourself. There you go. The folks at Walking Pad are here to alleviate some of that stress. They are the only foldable treadmill designed to alleviate the pain of sedentary lifestyle and lack of exercise. And they say it's a must have for many people who work from home. I work from home. What I am in like the same foldable foldable. So not only is it easy to uh, to use, you know how many times it's transportable. I've had to put together a huge treadmill only to have it sit and then take it apart if I move or something. Way too many times. You, I might as well just throw it away. <laughs> I wouldn't throw this away. No, uh, I think this is a great <clears throat> opportunity for people, especially like me, uh, as I've been trying to lose weight, trying to get healthier, especially as I have now entered into my 30s. It's something that's at the forefront of my mind. Uh, and if you're like me, if you're like us, you live a slightly more sedentary lifestyle, something that you want to kind of alleviate, uh, Walking Pad is here to help out with that. Uh, they provide a simple and convenient fitness environment, helping everyone to stay uh, start a healthy lifestyle. Sometimes it's, uh, sometimes I don't even feel like getting out of the house. <clears throat> yeah, I don't it's, even have it's, to leave. It's tough to get out of the house and go to the gym. Sometimes it is. 
And so, I mean, this is here for you. This is right here for you. Uh, if this sounds enticing, you can check out the link in the description. When you spend money with Walking Pad using our specific link, you are also supporting This Is My Bourbon Podcast. Uh, so thank you to Walking Pad for supporting the show. And thank you for supporting us, too, with, uh, you, you know, when you go spend a little bit of money with Walking Pad. Yeah, thanks. Eric? Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> we were we were discussing before we got things going just a moment ago that this has been a uh, it, it's been a busy fall into a busy winter for us and we uh we created some of that busyness. Oh, well, you know. We... From uh, an episode that we um we said a lot of things. We did. <laughs> and it, it was it was a lot of um I think what it felt initially um was very charged. And we we kind of felt like this was and this was not just our our idea. Um Dave also wanted to to hop on and talk about some stuff with us as well. We're not gonna just focus on that. Um we've got a lot more that we're gonna talk about. Um but I, I am incredibly happy to be welcoming back Dave Jennings, Rare Bird 101, uh, to this My Bourbon podcast for the first time in a few years. And the first time that we ever recorded together was in 2019. Uh, well, actually, it was 2018, and the episode came out in 2019. Oh, so things are all over ago. the place. Long time ago. Lots of things have changed. Um, but but Dave, thank you so much, man, for for being on and hanging out with I us for a little Dave's while. I Dave's changed that much because I've been watching. Uh, he hasn't. He I've been hasn't. following him for a long time. I've got He's a little got, more gray. You still <laughs> so got do I. good hair, though. <laughs> oh, great hair. Yeah, man. Well, thank you. I, I, I tried to keep it on top, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't know the color. The, the color's going no matter what I do. So um, I, I think the 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 gray is you know distinguishing. Yeah. I think it's uh, just you know beard now. <laughs> well, you don't have any hair up top <laughs> I know, anyway. It's gone. Yeah, so. yeah. So oh, well, um, thank you. Of course, man. Um, you sent us a little Christmas gift mm -hmm. as well uh, to sip on while we're talking. Yeah, uh, you sent us uh, a sample of the. Pride of Ander Anderson County Rye and one of the bourbons as well. Uh, this bourbon is the 119.8 proof. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Um, and uh, the rye, of course, is nine and a half years. The bourbon is 13 and a half. Um, Correct. Aside from all of the, like, the, the kind of criticism that we were talking about with Pride of Anderson County, I, I don't think I ever truly said... I do still want to try these products, you know, like there was still an underlying it, 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 uh, thought of, I'm just curious what they're like, oh, yeah, you know, and this is uh, just a, a great opportunity to, to be able to do that. And, you know, we'll get into some of just the overall generalized, um, kind of state of, of how expensive bourbon is right now uh in a, in a bit but I, I i think we should probably take the time first and foremost to talk about uh these two products that are in front of us so we we had the rye uh, on our left so i figured we go left to right but uh did, do you want to start with the rye dave do you want to start with the bourbon where do you think um i think we should start with the bourbon okay cool and this is so whenever 
I first received samples for what would become this first wave of Pride of Anderson County, uh, they were eight and a half years. Uh, the bourbon was eight and a half years. I'm sorry, wow. 12 and a half years. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Mixing mix this up. The rye was eight and a half years. I've been doing this for a while. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the rye was eight and a half and the, and the bourbon was 12 and a half. And so by the time we, we, we finally bottled them, um, it was nine and a half on the rye and, tw- and 13 and a half on the bourbon. Uh, the, the bourbon comes from Camp Nelson, uh, E, uh, fourth floor. And the rye comes from Tyrone Q, fourth floor. Um, the bourbon was distilled with some of the last whiskey distilled at the old Rippy Brothers distillery before they tore that down. And the rye was distilled at, of course, the new Wild Turkey distillery that you can go and see now whenever they get those tours kicked back off. But uh, I knew it was special the first time I tasted it. Um, uh, Bruce and Grant at uh, Wild Turkey personally selected these barrels and uh, they were special from day one and they're even more special now because they've had a little age on them and now they're bottled up. But uh, it's not what you think. Like, I think a lot of people were expecting like a Russell's 13 right. profile and that's not what this is. So, um, well, I don't so think I've ever had, in. I don't think I've ever had anything from Camp Nelson E. First of all, it's um, it's an, a Rick house that has been around a long time, but sure, sure. Uh, it's it's not been in the single barrel program until recently. Uh, and there are Camp Nelson E. Russell's Reserve picks this year, um, and many of them are 10 years. So uh, an alternative to Pride of Anderson County would be uh, that Camp Nelson E. Uh, Russell's Reserve kind of profile. It's not going to be the same as a 13 and a half year. But and it's not barrel proof, but you know it'll it'll scratch a similar itch. So over the past few years too, we've we've had these trends of like, because was it was it twenty nineteen or twenty twenty where it was all Camp Nelson picks that were going into Russell's Reserve single barrels? Uh, twenty eighteen, right? uh, about okay. midway through the year, it right. changed to to about August or so. It changed to all Camp Nelson. Um, and then the entire 2019 was, was Camp Nelson. Right. And there were A and F. Um, and it was funny cause you know, everybody kind of moaned a little bit, like, what is this? <laughs> Only two Rick houses. What happened to Tyrone D and all these ones right. I love, you know? Right. And actually they didn't even say Tyrone D. They just said D cause like Camp Nelson was not really like a name, you know, in the single barrel program. Sure. It wasn't a buzzword. And I think folks quickly realized that these were some incredible barrels coming out of there. And now people chase after them, especially the F's. So all of those 2009 distilled Camp Nelson A and F's are sought after and the F's especially. So, so, so what is the, what has been the 2023 trend uh, with, with uh, Russell's reserve barrels? Cause I haven't really, I'll, I'll be very honest. I haven't been <clears throat> fortunate enough to buy as many Russell's Reserve picks recently because they have jumped in price so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't really have a good grasp on on where a lot of the picks have been coming from uh, this year. What have you kind of seen as the trend so far? Okay, this year? Uh, I guess it's right. almost in, over. In, <laughs> the, in the state of Kentucky, the price of Russell's Reserve is is well up there now. Um, I want to say what is it about ninety dollars now? It is. Period? It is pretty much ninety dollars now. Okay, Kroger, get um, it cheaper. Eighty-five. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So it, where I live, it, it's still in that 
$65 to $69 range. Um, some places I know they can find it um, even cheaper. Um, you know, I've seen folks say they found it for 60 bucks, that type of thing. So, um, so I feel, feel for you and understand, uh, although yeah. that is kind of becoming the norm. It's I mean, becoming the four, norm. Your yeah. four roses picks are priced the same and, and that type of thing. So, yeah. um, this year, uh, Camp Nelson B, uh, is a big one. Okay. Uh, it was introduced last year and it's around this year. So I'd highly recommend picking up any Camp Nelson B selection. Um, Tyrone Q. Tyrone Q was introduced this year and uh, they're just phenomenal. I don't know what the deal is. It's, they're like eight year picks, but they're darker than a lot of the 10 year picks that are out there. Um, and they just have a lot of depth and complexity. I can't wait to see what those taste like as they age out a little, a little longer, but even right. at eight years, they're remarkable. Um, another one would be Camp Nelson E. Um, okay. it's probably the, the gentler of the three, uh, in terms of profile. Um, it has, uh, most of them are 10 years that you're going to find, uh, out there right now. Okay. I would equate it to like a proofed up Russell's 10. It, ha- it kind of like, is that right down the middle kind of bourbon profile? It doesn't really have anything that like really jumps out on the spice side or fruit side or whatever. It's got a lot of, you know, your familiar Turkey notes, but it has that 10 year age statement. And it's 110 proof. So if you like Russell's 10, try to find one of those 10 year CNEs for a, a, like a more amped up experience. Huh. And finally, uh, I would say that uh, Camp Nelson F. Uh, Camp Nelson F is back this year. Awesome. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I got one right F. here. You can't really you see You just posted it, about this too. Just posted about it. So this yeah. is a, uh, it says it's eight years, but it's, it's almost nine. It's 11 days shy of nine. Uh, and it it's, <laughs> I just opened it last night. Um, very, very impressed. It reminded me of some of those 2018 Camp Nelson F's when those were eight years and, uh, just kind of thinking, looking back now at the potential that those had and what they ended up becoming and comparing that to the potential that this has and what this might become. So really excited to see F back in the program. It's fourth floor. Most of your Camp Nelson F barrels from 2018 and 2019 were fifth and sixth, but this is fourth, but it, that's right there in the center. So uh, love it, and I gotcha. can't wait to get more of them. Well, I, let's, <laughs> we should probably talk about Camp Nelson E here for a, for a second um, with the, the Pride of Anderson County. Um, I got to be honest with you, Dave. I've never had a wild turkey product like this before. <laughs> it's familiar but at the same time it's it's so very much its own thing um the the note that i'm kind of getting more than anything is like mole mole (laughs) yeah like like kind of a spicy chocolate tastes like uh if there was a cherry butterfinger if cherry butterfinger was a thing interesting it tastes like to me it's cherry with peanut butter like wafer top and a little bit of chocolate really good yeah yeah there's cherry for both of the the bourbon releases that we've had so far the 119.8 and the 120.6 proof uh they've both showcased cherry the 119.8 that we're sipping on now is a little bit more effervescent mm-hmm. it has a little bit more spice to it uh, and i would argue a little bit more complexity the 120.6 proof is a lot denser and a lot richer 
and it's a very, very just like cherry focused profile, real cherry syrup, super cherry syrup. So it's kind of like they're, they're opposite ends of the same profile spectrum. They both kind of have some similar notes, but in the nuances, they're completely different. So one is, this one is what Pablo calls fancy. (laughs) <laughs> um, and I would agree with them on that. It's it does have a fancy quality to it. Yeah, and the really 120 does. is just like drinking like bourbon concentrate. It's just rich, syrupy cherry. Awesome. So both of them I love. It, people are like, which one's your favorite? And honestly, there are some nights I would prefer the 120, and there's sure. some nights I would prefer the 119. So sure. it really just depends on what I'm looking for. But they're both phenomenal, and it was it was so odd to go from uh, you know having these. 12 and a half year samples and then not tasting it again for a year and then flying to Kentucky, being there at divine for the bottling and tasting these bourbons and and rye, you know, right out of the bottle and uh, kind of choked me up a little bit. It was, it was, it was better than I expected. Uh, And, you know, when, when the whole pricing thing kind of went down and people were upset, I knew that if folks just tasted it, you know, I'm not saying that the price is relative to the individual. I'm not saying that it justifies that price tag or warrants that price tag or anything like that. All I'm saying is that I think I was thinking that as long as as folks had the opportunity to taste it, they would see where I was coming from, that this is not just like marked up Russell's 13 or something like that. It has its own profile. It is special. It does. Yeah. You'll, you're going to see that the rye is even more special. And, you know, it, it, like I said, I'm not trying to like get into the whole price justification thing. I'm just, just trying to, to say that I knew when I tasted it that like, okay, I can stand behind this as being badass. Cause this is sure. really badass whiskey. Well, yeah. and, and I mean, I, I, I think that it is reasonable for us to, to talk about some of the pricing thing as well, because that is definitely, um, what I think I would call the sticking point with what we were talking about on that episode that, right. you know, and we, we will talk about it in as much as we can, but, um, you know, it, when, when I was expressing <clears throat> my kind of frustration over this pricing, there, there were a couple aspects that I don't think I did a really good job of, um, uh, of, of explaining <clears throat> as well as I could have. And, and the first of, first of which was I wasn't upset that I was not going to be able to afford this, that I was priced out of it. It was just more of an ongoing kind of like exhaustion with things increasing in price so rapidly. And, and that I think that actually kind of like folds into the the second part of it uh, which was you know i i think about you know the the bourbon consumer as a whole and you know how accessible this has <clears throat> the spirit has been for so long and it just kind of broke my heart a little bit to see that it was going to be that expensive but again it wasn't out of a place of like well i can't afford it so i'm going to be mad about it if that make if that makes sense, right? Sure. But at the same time, and and here's here's the other half of this too. I think I've gone on record as saying this. I'll say it again. 
I don't blame you. <laughs> it was never a, a criticism of you. It was never me. And and I don't even I'm not even saying that the like that falls on Pablo either. It was just like a, a general like frustration of of it all. So and and I I just wanted to kind of um, express that a little bit more. Um, yeah, I probably just took my frustration out on that release. <laughs> uh, the buildup of of where I am in bourbon right now, and the ever like you said, the norm now is more expensive. It is. Expensive. It is. And so it probably yeah. was a little frustration. Yes and no. Uh, okay, just to turkey, give turkey one hundred and one um, still twenty five dollars. Correct. So <laughs> just to give listeners, uh, especially if they're listening for the first time, a little bit of context. Um, we're talking about uh, three bottles that came out um, in October called Pride of Anderson County. It's an independent bottling of wild turkey distilled and aged whiskey that was bottled by Rear Character Whiskey uh, under a label that was uh, an idea that I had and was able to to get approved by Campari with with a lot of luck and, and assistance from multiple people in that organization, uh, including uh, Bruce. Russell and um, I'm very grateful that that was able to happen. Um, the bottles did come out uh, to be pretty expensive, um, and those prices were not determined beforehand. Those prices literally came together a couple of days before the bottles went on sale, and there Man. were reasons behind it. Um, for the record, I'm not an employee of of Campari or Wild Turkey. I'm not an employee of Rare Character Whiskey. So I have to be very careful and respectful of what I say because, you know, it is not in my yeah. authority to to talk about these things. Absolutely. Um, but I will say that it it is it is not at all what a lot of folks were assuming that it was. Um, and you know, there was this kind of the word greed was thrown out a good bit, um, not on your podcast necessarily. Um, but in comments that you would see on social media, whether it was your podcast or, you know, Jason did a, you know, with Mash and Drum did a video and there were a lot of comments. Uh, and, you know, you can look at Instagram posts uh, featuring pride and there's that word greed is thrown out. Um, the fact of the matter is that, uh, you know, these are businesses, um, you know, of course. whether it's Campari or Rare Character or, you know, other you know, producers and conglomerates, uh, you know, whether it's Suntory or Kieran or whoever, Sazerac, I mean, these are businesses and uh, they, they are in the business of creating whiskey and selling it for a profit. And the whole idea around that is to take a look at the market and price according to the market. And the market for whiskey has gone apeshit. I mean, it is <laughs> it is wild, and people recognize that, and businesses recognize that, and shareholders recognize that, and there's an expectation there. Now, uh, it's not like you know if we just let's, if we just kind of look at one you know company and, and look at Campari and specifically look at Wild Turkey because I'm not going to factor in Wilderness Trail right now on this, but we look at wild turkey 99% of what they sell is affordable and available i mean you can find 101 you can find rare breed you can find russell's 10 you can find russell's reserve single barrel most places you can find the 6 year rye 
a lot of places you can find a single barrel rye. That one used to be kind of hard, but now that's rolling out there. 101 rye, not hard to find anymore. Used to be hard to find. Thank goodness. Um, not to mention there are some other things that, that come out that I feel aren't cheap, but I feel like they're fairly priced, like Russell's 13. Russell's 13 is $150. But it's also 13-year whiskey at barrel proof with some older stuff thrown in it. Sure. And I, I mean, that lines up with like Bardstown Bourbon Company and some other places mm-hmm. that release LE. So I don't think that, you know, uh, and, and Knob Creek 18 and these other things, it's not like uh, Campari is just like throwing some big curveball on that price. 150 I think, is very fair for Russell's 13. So what, then, then what does it really come down to? What are people really complaining about? Well, and I hate to use that word complain, maybe upset is a better word, but, you know, it's, Either way, it's I, generations. I think, I think when you look at the way that we expressed our our emotions in that episode, I think that there is a it it, it is not unreasonable to feel like we were complaining in some aspects yeah, of that. Well, it, it's not uncommon. I mean, I see it a lot, and I see it in different sure. levels. Um, yes, generations is four hundred fifty dollars, um, and you know, that is a one-off expression. It's not an annual thing like Master's Keep. It was a celebration of the three generations of the Russells coming together and creating a special product. Because, um, you know, uh, we're, we're thankful to even have Jimmy this far along. And what an awesome Absolutely. treasure it is to have him and then to be able to take him and Eddie and Bruce and have them work together on a project that's not something that's going to happen very often. That may be the only time that happens. Of course. And there was only 5,000 bottles. And okay, it didn't have a box or a bag or some <laughs> kind of fancy decanter thing or whatever. It wasn't the point. The point was just to have a special whiskey. You know, Campari priced it at $450. Um, there's only 5,000 bottles. There's a lot more people than 4,000 or 5,000 people that want to buy it. Uh, and, and, you know, they priced it to market and the flippers couldn't make a lot of money. I think it was going on the secondary for a while for like 600 bucks. So they were only making like 150. If they had priced that at like 100, 150, 200 bucks, the flippers would have been making, you know, several hundred dollars on top of that. Um, and, you know, these producers, they see this. I mean, the, the secondary is not something that's inaccessible to producers. Okay. So, you know, the more they see their whiskeys being sold for hundreds of dollars more than they priced them at, they realize that they're leaving money on the table and shareholders realize that they're leaving money on the table. And, you know, it is their job as a business and they owe it to their shareholders to maximize the profits of the company. And and so it, as much as folks don't like to hear it, you know, these brands have every right to price to market. And if you want to blame anyone for whiskey prices going insane, I think a fair, you know, bit of the blame falls on secondary market pricing um, and, and these behaviors that have been going on for 10 years now. So uh, possibly longer. Um, they, they pay attention to these things. Okay. So then we've, that's generation. So you got master's keep, which went up in price and you've got single rig house, which, which went up in price. Both of those are around 300, a little under for Master's Keep is like 275. And then Single Rick House is now 300. Um, these are very limited products. I think Master's Keep, you're probably looking at maybe 
I don't know what the counts are for Voyage, but I'm thinking it's probably 15 to 20,000 bottles maybe. And then single Rick house, I'm guessing maybe 10 to 15,000 bottles, right? This is just me kind of guessing in my head uh, based on some, some past releases. That is a, a fraction of the whiskey that wild Turkey produces like sure. I'm a, a very, very small fraction. So to say that, while Turkey's being greedy or Campari's being greedy is completely unfounded because the amount of money that they're pulling in on these small and they are small, you know, limited editions is, is a mere fraction of what they make off American honey or wild Turkey 101 or rare breed or Russell's 10 or long branch or whatever. It's, it is a fraction, a small fraction. And if they were trying to be greedy, the argument would have to be, well, they've raised the prices across the board on everything tremendously. Now that would be greedy or introducing shrinkflation, like switching from seven seven fifties to like seven hundreds or something sure, like yeah. that. That would be a good argument for, okay, now they're getting a little heavy handed here, but just because a few limited editions are priced high, doesn't mean that they're raking in the dough, you know, um, it's not that way at all. Now, the people aren't going to like hearing this, but the bourbon community has a problem and that problem doesn't exist for everyone, but it exists for a lot of people. And that is entitlement. There is this, this mindset that every time a new release is announced that that new release should be available to you and priced at a price that you feel like is comfortable. And there's this mindset that that is how it should be. Like every, every, addition should be priced appropriately or priced low and should be everywhere. Um, everybody feels like they're owed that. And it's just not the case anymore. It, it's, it's like, you know, before I got into bourbon, I was into coin collecting or numismatics as they call it. And, and I totally understood that there were coins that I was never going to be able to acquire. There were coins that I would only see in books and magazines. I would never hold them or see them in my entire life. And I was fine with that. I found fun in the hobby with what I could afford and, and, and learning about the history and researching, you know, the different mints. And, and that was where I found my fun. I didn't let me missing out on some special coin, uh, you know, ruin the hobby. And I feel like there needs to be that realization in the bourbon hobby that it's okay to not get everything. It's okay <laughs> to, to not, you know, have something show up in your local uh, for a sure. decent price. And I mean, the last time I, I purchased a BTAC was 2016. I bought a William LaRue Weller for 200 bucks in 2016. It was a, it was a pretty heavy amount to pay at that yeah. time yeah. in 2016, but I did it. That was the last time I've ever bought a BTAC. Do I care? No. Do I think BTAC is awesome? Of course I do. I love it. I love George C. Stagg. I, I, I love Handy. I love all all of them. But do I see them in my area? No. And when I do, they're priced more than what I want to pay for them. Sure. So life goes on. I don't, you know, whine about it or spend my days kicking the can around because I couldn't get my pappy. You know. <laughs> so, um, okay. so I, I guess my point is this: the bourbon uh, world has grown significantly in the last few years. And it's, there are a lot of folks in, just like in any other hobby, that have the means to be able to afford more expensive things than others. Um, 
And this exists again in other things like cars, whatever. And there is a luxury market out there. There's a luxury whiskey market out there. Brands are only smart to create products to put in that marketplace. And it's not so much that they're going to make a ton of money because I don't think Sazerac's going to make a ton of money off the $10,000 Eagle Rare. They're probably going to make a lot more than that off of just Buffalo Trace and Eagle Rare, the regular Eagle Rare, right? But it's having that there to meet that market, you know, that it exists there, that it simply exists there. It's like you'll see people that walk in the liquor store. They know nothing about whiskey. They're looking for a gift and they want to spend $200 or they want to spend $300. What are they going to do? They're going to go to the store manager and say, hey, I need to get a special bottle for this friend of mine who's really into whiskey. And they're going to sell him a Johnny Walker Blue or they're going to sell him a Sinatra, you know. Um, and he's going to be totally stoked because he's got this cool box with this fancy looking whiskey. And to him, it was totally worth what he just paid. And, you know, you could you could sub that out with other things, the Woodford Baccarat, whatever, you know. There is a market for that. So there is a market for high-end whiskey and brands are only being smart to create things to, to throw into that, that tier. Um, Brown Foreman just did it with that. Didn't they have one that was like, uh, it was only 5,000 bottles and, and oh, yeah. it was a thousand bucks or something. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. Can't, it's hard for me to keep up with everything. But. I, it, I understand. I understand. So every, everybody's, <laughs> everybody's doing this. I mean, you have some brands where they're almost built on top of that to some degree. Like you have plenty of Willet sure. stuff that sits on the shelf, but you have the the purple tops and, you know, they go for 350 plus, you know, for a nine year barrel proof whiskey and people love it. And they, I love it. And they, and you know, I don't have many, I have two, but I, I'm proud of the two that I have. And, um, I'm happy that I have them. And, um, you know, there's, you know, it just, it just is, it just, there is this tier yeah. and, and it's, it's kind of always existed. It just exists at a larger scale now. And now it's, it's kind of what people feel like are infringing on releases that they used to be able to purchase and have access to are now creeping up into that tier. And so I understand them being disappointed by that. I get it. At the same time, there are tons of alternatives and, and there are tons of alternatives, not just in brands that you know and love, but in brands you haven't discovered yet. And I promise if you just get out and kind of sip new things, you will find cool shit to be excited about you know, that's that's going to get you out of these blues of like, this whiskey was too expensive. Now, um, then when you get to the whole, like, if you want to talk expensive whiskey, you have whiskey that tastes like it's expensive and, and then you have whiskey that obviously doesn't. And I would like to think or hope that what you're tasting now tastes like expensive whiskey, whether it justifies the exact price tag or not. I mean, I would like to think that this tastes better than a Kentucky spirit or Russell's reserve pick or even Russell's 13. Um, I think but, I could argue uh, that it does. Yeah. I don't, okay. I, I don't think I could taste this and put a price on it, but I will agree that this tastes like something special and something yes. expensive. Right. Like yes. it does not taste like I've just went and got a, even one of the Russell's 13s or something over there. I will, I will say that uh, without even right. putting yeah. a number on it, it tastes special and it tastes like if you paid a lot of money for it, you've got your money's worth. So, yeah. yeah. And I, it, and I, go ahead, Dave. Go ahead, Perry. No, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was I was gonna say I, I I do think that there is just that 
Um, that misconception that, <clears throat> and and I'm I'm not saying that we are uh, we are absolved of uh, falling short of, of of you know the truth in our own right, but that misconception of well they were just throwing whatever they could into the bottle, but you know I I I know you Dave well enough to know that you wouldn't just do that. No, I know, I, there's there's no reason for me to assume that you would do that, and well, and and knowing too that even so far back as a year before it even got bottled, knowing that you were tasting it and you approved of it then, you were right. you were you were putting your stamp of approval on it then. I mean that that is to me, yeah, it it is special whiskey. It is something that you're not going to be able to to get all the time. Um, right. I mean, I, it, there there aren't many independent bottlings of wild turkey. Um, and even single cast nation had to go up in price this year. They did. I mean, they, they did. They, and and again, there are reasons for that. I can't get into them because again, I'm not an employee of Campari. <laughs> I'm not an employee of Rare Character, and it's not my you know area of, of of business to be talking about that stuff. But um, you know, some of the same reasons are likely the reasons why single cast nation had to raise their price. Um, with with Pride of Anderson County. It, is a little different because it's it's its own brand so there had to be a lot of work done to create you know the art and the and the the labels and and, and the legal stuff everything that goes into it um but you know there there are reasons um and uh again what what the the, the main thing for me is does it taste special does it taste like expensive whiskey? And then the answer to is the yes. actual dollar amount, you know, that's a different, you know, topic. But if you can check that first main box, which is does it taste expensive? Does it taste fancy? Does it taste like something special? If you can check that box, that that's the main box that needs to be checked. If you can't check that box, then you've got a problem. <laughs> um, and there and there and there are releases out there, as you know, that are pretty high dollar. That don't yeah, check yes. that box at all. Um, and I'm not saying what, but they exist and usually don't find out till you're a sore loser and you've spent the money and it was like, yeah. wow, wish I had not done that. I can look um, at a few in my room right now. Maybe. A couple behind <laughs> but, us. Couple speaking of special, yeah. I think that tasting the rye oh my would gosh. be a good thing. I just did, I, I need actually. To do that, yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw my face just a second ago. I, I did. I was like, I better taste the rye. <laughs> I did taste the rye. So, uh, I, holy crap! Yeah, yeah, I've been curious to taste the rye because I love wild turkey rye, and there, kinda, it's, it's I, one of the few ryes that I always get the same note. So I'm curious if I get that same note in there somewhere, or if it's a completely different. I don't. I don't know, man. I um, I gotta be honest. I got a little choked up trying it. Yeah, <laughs> that was. It, it is um, very special whiskey. Um, it's, it's pretty much right up there with Booker's Rye, in my opinion. I mean, I, I, I'm, I don't disagree. I, you know, I know people can say, well, you know, it's easy for him to say, <laughs> but remember that I didn't make this whiskey. Um, I didn't even pick this whiskey. Bruce picked this whiskey with Grant at the Rick house and, um, sent the samples to me. Actually, I think they, they picked it in the lab, but, but besides that, uh, you know, they sent it to me to kind of see if I it was something that I would like, if it was something that I would want bottled. And of course, the answer was hell yes. And the second <laughs> I nosed it, I was like, these are amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, that was not a struggle at all. 
but uh, I can't take credit for, you know, that part, you know, sure. Wild Turkey made this, Bruce picked it, sent away, Pablo tasted it. He was blown away. He knew how special it was the second he tasted it. Uh, of course, I tasted it about the same time he did. And we unanimously decided that this was something uh, much greater than we ever anticipated and, uh, you know, eventually turned into to what it is now, um, you know, over a year later. But um, the rye is there. Wild Turkey has never released a single barrel rye barrel proof ever. Um, this is this is the first. And then we have another rye barrel that's sitting in the in the warehouse aging right now. Um, that'll be the second. Um, but that's it. You don't you don't get, you know, uh, turkey rye like this. It's also so far to date the highest proof rye. Um, it's, this is 116.8. Uh, so that's higher than the current rare breed rye. Um, and of course, higher than the single barrel rye, which is 104. But tell me that's not up there. Tell me that's oh, not no, it, like, it, it, I'm, like I'm, Booker's I'm, level. I'm, I'm sitting... So I, when we were talking about, you know, we, we've always done our, our best of releases of, of the year. Right. And so immediately after drinking this, I was like, I I need, I need to find a spot for this on my, (laughs) my this, this is, it tastes like apple pie to me. There there is a lot of apple in uh it. Um, Mm -hmm. I love apple notes on Wild Turkey Rye and this probably has the most extreme like baked apple note and it may not even be that i i don't know if i I like the initial taste as much as i like the finish the finish is where i get everything it it does really kind of just explode yeah Yeah. so it gets all over your jaw yeah i love a good finish and it's yeah it's like drinking an apple pie freaking apple pie just with like it smells the smell Gets a little hint of apple and then a lot of crust, like a kind of a doughy crust. And then you just taste it and it tastes like the inside of an apple pie. It's great. Yep. I'm just, I'm yep, just, it's fantastic. And I'm looking forward to, <laughs> uh, you know, what we've got sitting in the warehouse. Um, but what we have already is, again, exceeded the expectations that I had. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, you know, going back to the price thing, you know, if that's an individual call, um, people have to kind of decide if, if that's yeah. worth it to them. Yeah. Um, definitely wasn't something that was trying to take advantage of anyone. So if it sure. comes across that way, that was never the intention. Um, again, uh, these are their reasons and then these are businesses and, and that's just how it is. Um, but you can't knock the taste. Uh, the liquid is phenomenal no. and, um, very, nah. very, thrilled to even have the opportunity to be able to do this i i think i'm in the same camp as you dave of i do want to just try stuff you know and and i know that everything that we said was prior to us even having the opportunity to to try it um and i am very very grateful that we have now been able to because i mean this is such a special experience um not not just because of you know it it, all of the little factors and the little you know footnotes and everything of why it's so special but just that you know um 
the thing that I keep going back to, I think, and I try to remind myself the most of as well, is how important the community aspect is to to bourbon and 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 well, I guess Rye now too. Um, but you just so quickly were like, "I need you to taste it." Yeah, and that that to me, um, uh, I I think was a lot more generous than we we should have been uh, a, a lot more generosity than we could have been offered. Um, no, no, man, don't worry about that. I, I, I appreciate honesty over anything else. I feel like there's a well, you know, I think that you handled it as, as well as it could have been handled uh, based on your emotions. I mean, seriously, you, you came out and said, look, we're going to, we're going to talk about some pretty heavy things. And, you know, I, I don't mean any disrespect and you were very careful uh, of how you did that. Um, you know, nothing really bothered me that much. It was a, a comment about uh, letting the bourbon community down or whatever that, that I know, I know. That hurt, but, I shouldn't uh, have said that. Well, that's I, all should, right. I shouldn't have said that. I, yeah, well, I don't. I don't want to be defined by by Pride of Anderson County. I don't want to be defined by a price tag. I'd, I'd like to think that the just like I feel like it's unfair to to judge Wild Turkey based on two or three limited editions that came out for an expensive price one year. Um, whenever when their other when the rest of their catalog is affordable and available, I feel like it's unfair to throw that kind of judgment. So I would like to think that like if you take a step back and look at everything that I've tried to do over the years uh, with my blog and my books and my community and, um, and involvement, you know, with wild Turkey has always been to try to connect with bourbon enthusiasts and wild Turkey fans and uh, you know, just form a, a group of passionate individuals that, that, that love bourbon, love wild Turkey um, that, seek out information that seek out info that seek out history that want to compare profiles all the fun stuff i don't want it to be defined by an independent bottling and something that was expensive just like i feel like it's unfair for people to allow wild turkey to be defined by a few handful of, of expensive bottles and and the fact of the matter is a handful of expensive bottles is going to happen for a lot of producers you know next year unless something changes with uh you know, people talk about a bubble bursting and the glut and all this. It's like, I, I, I don't, I don't really think that it's going to happen in an extreme way. I do think that there will eventually be a time where demand falls and that just happens naturally with anything. Um, do I think it's going to crash like it did, uh, back during the glut era? No, I don't think we're going to see anything like that. Um, but I do I do think that interest will peak out at some point and plateau, um, and you know, maybe we're coming up on that. Maybe not. I don't know, but, um, you know, I, I feel like the, the hobby has so much positive, uh, just, there's so many things that we can do and talk about. You're and, absolutely uh, right. Don't let a couple bottles get you down. Like, you know, there, I had, it, it's sad because I've never blocked anyone on social media <laughs> other than sp- Scammers, the spam, yeah, and scammers yeah, yeah, yeah. And spammers. Sure. I will spot. I do not mind people getting angry. I don't mind me people making off comments stuff. But there was one person 
last week on Instagram that just really went over the line with me and I had to block him. And I'm like, this is not what this is about. You know, like, you know, hurling personal insults at someone, especially insults of the sexual nature is is just not something that this hobby needs. And if they think they're, you know, doing any kind of good by this is it's, it's not. And so, you know, I, I, I hate that it's kind of, and, and that's, an extreme example and, and hopefully I never run into something like that again, but you know, it's, it's, it's okay. People like there's, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of cool stuff out there <laughs> that we can drink and talk about. And it doesn't cost a lot of money. If you want to buy expensive whiskey and that's cool, there's nothing wrong with that. If I don't you blame you, if you want to say it's okay, you don't have to. if you want to say it's okay, Perry, that's fine too, because I need, because <laughs> I okay, feel, Perry. thank you. Dave. But I am, but I am happy uh, that that you brought up that comment that I made saying you'd failed the bourbon community because looking 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 back on that, I I that that is the thing that I regret saying the most during that whole episode. Well, it's okay, man. But uh, but I'm I I think I've gotten past it, but. It it is something that I mean I do apologize to you for for saying because that's all right man. Um, it's just it's just a it's not who I am, uh, and b I was in such a heated state at, in that moment that even if I even if I meant what I said at that time, I don't feel that at all. Well, thank like, you. Like it, it's um, it it's not it's just not true. Like right. you, you have done so much for not just wild turkey and and encouraging people to, you know, check out what they have been doing because they are still, I think, some of the most unsung heroes in bourbon. We talk about it all the time, right. um, but just showing the community at large that it's okay to be a super fan. It's okay to have a a, a passion for sure. a particular brand. You know, our our buddy Ian is a new riff guy. You know, that's his thing. He's he's all in with New Riff. And it just it if if anything, um, you have enhanced and encouraged the bourbon community. And it, it's it's so unfair of me to have ever said uh, you failed it. And oh, well, um, shake it that, off, man. It, it's no need to apologize. Shake it off. It, shake it people, off. People people, uh, you know, when you get when you care about something, right. Um, and that's when you tend to speak your mind the most. Um, if it was something that you didn't really care about, you wouldn't be that passionate about it. You might make a a few jokes about it and move on with your day. Right. Sure. But when you care about something, uh, you tend to get more emotional and you obviously care about bourbon. You care about the hobby and you know, it, it, you felt let down by the price, which I don't blame you. A lot of people did. Um, because traditionally wild Turkey has been more of the, you know, working person's whiskey, I guess you could say. Um, we said as much, I think in that episode. Oh, too. Yeah. yeah was... I mean it, that that's ten, tends to be it, it's traditional base. I think that things have changed because, people have realized that the quality of the whiskey that wild turkey makes is not working man's quality. Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's just as good as any other high-end brand out there. Um, and I think that Campari's wised up to that as well. 
Um, again, they have shareholders, their business that is their responsibility to take care of those shareholders and to turn a profit. And when you have bottles that you're selling, like look at when Russell's 13 first came out, it was like $69 yeah. mm-hmm. and people were flipping it for four, four fifty. Yep. And you've got to, you've got to think someone in the office in New York was looking at that one day going, we've got this price too <laughs> we low. We can't do this. Yeah, we can't do we this. We can't do this. <laughs> and that is completely logical and makes every bit Absolutely. of sense. Yeah. So there's no reason for people to get mad about that because if they worked there, they would probably make the same damn observation yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, <laughs> and recommend the price go up. So it, it's, it's only because we care about it so much that it becomes passionate and becomes, you know, voiced that way. Um, you know, and a lot of people that work at these corporations, they're not bourbon geeks like we are. I mean, their right. job is to... The very to, fair. Very is fair. ...to do what they're supposed to do, and their job may be maximizing the profit for the company or figuring out, you know, the market price based on what people are paying. And, you know, I cannot fault them for doing their job because that's what their job is. Um, it's, it's not communism and it's not charity. It's, it's, it's a business, you know? Right. So, uh, anyway, I think I've said probably all enough about the pricing. I think people, <laughs> it, it's funny because, you know, bourbon pricing, it just, when, when it, it creates a lot of conversation. It really um, does. Like, it like really on does. my Discord server, I see it all the time. I see it on mm-hmm. Twitter all the time. I see it on Instagram. Um, people can go on and on and on. About, but it never really ends. But, sure. but ultimately, people do have to face, you know, supply and demand. I mean, much like gravity. It, you cannot ignore it. Sure. Um, you know, it, it, it exists and it's a proven concept and <laughs> that's just always going to be there. So you can wrestle with the bear all you want to, but the bear is going to win in the end and the bear is supply and demand. So, yeah, I appreciate you mentioning the passion part, Dave, because I think that's like just shows that you understood why we got the way sure. we did. Um, and the older I get, the more I complain about money I've, I've found. Yeah, so, so yeah. bills and all that. So, but <laughs> I, yeah, yeah I, I appreciate you pointing that out. And uh, you're much nicer than some of the comments and messages I got yes. saying that I need to learn how yes. whiskey works before I complain about pricing. So, uh, well, you know, <laughs> that was an another thing that, <laughs> another thing that people don't like to hear, um, but it's true, is that like, you know, we don't have to have this, right? Like exactly, exactly. It's not milk or bread or gasoline. I mean, yeah. this is stuff that, like, honestly, you know, truth be told, you know, might be a little healthier without it. I mean, <laughs> ment- ment- mentally, maybe not as healthy. Sure, yeah. Like, I enjoy my, I enjoy my whiskey at night. Yeah, it, exactly, it, it, exactly. It serves a a nice mental health purpose to me. Okay, yeah. and I feel like to me that means something to me, right? Um. But, you know, do we have to have it to live? No, we don't have to have it to live. No. You know, it's a you luxury. don't have to have it to go to your job. You don't have to have it to put food on the table or, or you know, put diapers on the baby, whatever. You don't have to have this. And people get mad when I say that because they'll be like, no one is forcing you to buy this whiskey. Like, <laughs> you do not have to buy this, That's you true. know. And, and people get upset about that, <laughs> but, but, it, but it's true. It's true. Like, you don't have to have this. Like, so, You're right. So, yeah. There is a there is a, a positive thing about this. Use that. That is your power. 
So yeah. when you go to the liquor store and you see that bottle you really want and the retailer has marked it up to a price that you're not willing to pay, don't pay it. Yeah. Just just walk. Just yep. buy something else. Get you a handle of 101, walk out. <laughs> Get home, pour it in your glass, and you're gonna be like, you know what? This ain't that bad, you know. I do need and to get a. I do need to get some some one on one right that, now. That, <laughs> that is probably the one thing that I feel like as a whiskey nerd or bourbon nerd that I feel like I've actually grown a little bit over the past year or two is learning. And like you said earlier about FOMO and feel like you you're entitled to every release. It's like. I feel I, I feel like we all probably felt like that at one point, and maybe people mm -hmm. still feel like that. Yeah. But I I feel like now, just because if somebody hears me complaining about a price, doesn't mean I'm just mad at everything. It's like I'm more picky now, and I don't yeah. have to have that. I I want to, right. you know, I'm okay. Like you just said, walking into my my local store that I've went for years and years and seeing their stuff go up, just grabbing one on one and walking out, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, you, you, everybody has their own threshold. Everyone has their own limits. Um, as long as you stay true to those, um, you should sleep well at night. Um, like I said, there, the last time I bought a BTAC was 2016. I see it, you know, every, uh, you know, fall comes around, I see, yeah. and, and, but I'm not paying $800 for a, a bottle of stag. You know, I just, just, <laughs> I'm just not now. Is there someone else that would? Very likely there is, and that's why it's priced that way. Yeah, and I'm not going to get angry because that person can afford it and chooses to buy it. Sure. That's them, and that's what they feel like is worth them. And and honestly, that's changed for me too in smaller amounts. Like when I first got into the hobby, like if it was like a fifty dollar bottle, that was a very expensive bottle for me. Yes, when I first yeah. got started. Yeah, like, I remember those I was days more too. Comfortable in the <laughs> twenty to forty range, you know, and. Um, Hundred was just out of the question early on, very early. But you know, you get into it and you, you know, you put one foot in front of the other. Yeah, next thing yes. you know, you're like inching into sixty, inching into seventy. It's like it happens for for a lot of people. Um, you buy a Booker's and then you buy another that's Booker's right. and then you're like, oh, it I happens, guess I could spend hundred dollars. Right? Yeah, it so does. It does. It, it happens. Um, but there is still a there is still a limit for everyone, and sure. and the and the cool thing is just to recognize that limit, and know when to when to walk and feel good about it. Um, and you know now, like I said, I mean, here's the, the another cool thing to look at too. Like when when I was first getting into it, there are only a few limiteds every year, right? You had B Tech, you had your Pappy, you had your sure. birthday bourbon, you sure. had your Four Roses LE, you know, you had your Parkers, um, and then Wild Turkey might do something, you know, cool like Diamond or whatever. You know, that was like. That was kind of it, you know, like there was no limited editions coming out all throughout the year. There were no craft producers that were that tasted good or were real popular. Um, um, now it's like there is literally a limited edition like every week. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. It's yeah. Like, there is a limited edition like every week. <laughs> there is no way that you can buy every one of them. At least there's no way that I can. No, no. Um, no. I can't Absolutely. even keep up. Most with people them. cannot. So you're already passing anyway, right? You're passing on stuff just by it's default because it's impossible it's to get it off. So just make, make decisions. If you are a wild Turkey fan, and now that we've accepted that wild Turkey is going to be releasing luxury priced whiskeys every year, uh, it may just be one or two or three. This, this year it was three. It'll probably just be one or two, you know, for most years. Um, my recommendation is if you really want them, uh, just save up for them. I mean, sure. I would I would like to think that most people listening probably spend 
probably buy what a few fifty dollar bottles every month. You know, I think yeah. that's not unreasonable. Let's say they spend, let's say they buy a fifty dollar bottle a week on average. Just just throwing that out there. Some people might be less, other people might be a lot more than that. Um, if you just cut that down by half and say, okay, well, I'm going to set aside a hundred dollars each month, then you would sure. have twelve hundred dollars for the year to spend on single rick house or master's keep or you know i don't know if some one-off like generations comes out again you'd have the money to do all that it's just you just got to kind of decide what your priorities are yeah as a, I, as a whiskey I, consumer it's like the piggy bank you break in case of special release and it's funny that you say piggy bank because that reminds me too something i, I thought of earlier that i was like I, I need to mention that and forgot about it was some of some of these producers have seen ahead of time what's coming and and went ahead and, and made some decisions about that whistle pig and barrel yeah. being two of those yeah they priced their LEs at anywhere from two to five hundred dollars um and they just just put that as SRP and put it up there on the shelf and that's that they're like they don't deal with the flipping stuff that we deal with with other brands that we love um if I want to go buy a whistle pig 15. I can get in my car right now and I can go buy whistle pig 15. If I want to spend that kind of money, I know it's sitting there on a shelf and I can go get it. Um, and there are a lot of scotch whiskeys like that. There are a lot of scotch whiskeys where if I want to go buy a fancy scotch and I want to go drop $600, I can go get it right now. It's not like Pappy where it's like, I've got to find somebody who, who knows somebody who's, you know, might know a brother or a cousin that knows somebody like I don't have to do any of that. I can get in my car. I can go buy a fancy scotch. I can go buy a fancy, whistle pig. I can go five, buy a fancy barrel right now. I can go get a gold barrel, whatever. Um, so they kind of saw that coming and, and jumped on that early and you don't hear anybody going, you know, barrels ruining the hobby, you know, whistle pig just totally screwed the consumer. No, no, no. It's like, you don't hear any of that. That's because they jumped on that early and yeah. saw where this stuff was going. And and now that some of our favorite brands are doing it, you know, we're, we're, yeah, that that's the, the that, caveat, I think, is that, you know, what what we, you know, have said before is with some of these newer brands, with some of the brands that, you know, uh, came out of the gate swinging, we kind of expect it from them to have things priced more than uh, we typically are seeing from our heritage favorite. Oh, yeah, that was right. another companies. comment, too. That was, yeah, you, you have those bottles back there. And like, I was like, OK. I've never accepted those prices, but maybe I'm just used to those prices. And yeah, when you yeah. when you see you you have a lot of passion for wild turkey, and you see something that costs a little bit, you get a little you get a little upset. Yeah, nothing wrong. Yeah, it, with that. it take it takes some stepping back. Just just like what got me it is I, I had a few people that you know lashed out in comments on social media at me about you know the prices of you know, generations or something like that. Like, you know, like I controlled that somehow, you know, but anyway, <laughs> all wild um, turkey day. Yeah, they, they're lashing out at me. Like, how dare you, you know, give this a favorable review. They're greedy, ripping people off, whatever. Oh. And then you go look at their feed and it's like a bunch of will it purple tops. And you're like, yeah. give me a break, idiot. There we go. <laughs> like, come there on. We go. There we go. Well, Dave, I don't, I don't want to uh, take up too much more of your time. I know you've sure. got stuff you need to take care of this afternoon, but um, again, Thank you so much uh, for coming on and kind of setting the record straight with us. But uh, I, I'm sure everybody knows where to find you. But just in case they don't, where's the best place for people to follow up with you? Uh, well, my blog is rarebird101.com. You can also find me on Instagram at rarebird101 or at rbird101. 
Um, I'm still hanging on by thread on Twitter or X as they call it. At <laughs> it'll Harvard always, it'll always be Twitter. It'll always I mean, be it's always Twitter to me. Um, <laughs> you know, it's God. I don't, we we could talk another hour about that. Oh, I, yeah. I, I don't. Bowl, I'm but. not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the energy to get into that. Yeah, honestly, but I'm there. But. <laughs> I'm there. And then uh, you know, if you if you're interested, you could uh, my books that you can go to wildturkeybook.com. And uh, both of my books there, both in e-format and uh, hardback. Um, do you have an? And, you need to do an audio version of that. You just read. You know it what? To me. I, everybody says that if I did an audio <laughs> book version, I would pay Peggy No Stevens to, oh. to narrate. Oh, that would like, be her that voice is, is killer, and like I think that would be the most awesome like voice for I would a, love that. a, a I bourbon love audio book. American Spirit. I have the book upstairs, and I will say like it takes a lot for me to read a book without pictures or like you know not pictures. <laughs> it's got pictures, but like well, a comic book or something. But it was really it's it's great. But I I will say my my wife loved reading that book because she is really she's not a big whiskey person, um, yeah. but she loved just the history of wild turkey and reading about it. And she just read it like a history book. And so I knew I wanted to tell you that that she loved it. Oh, and, thank you. Yeah, that's wild, awesome. Actually, wild I turkey. I love I love hearing like when when people who aren't into whiskey read the book and like it. That means a lot to me because yeah. you know it, it's they're kind of approaching it from a different mindset than than we are when we read whiskey books. We're looking for keywords and and you know how did this happen and all this kind of stuff. But they're just taking it as it's you know given to them and accepting that as as a history as a as a narrative there. And um, I, I really I really appreciate non whiskey lovers approval of the book almost more so than whiskey lovers because right. you know if you can if you can sell them on it you can you can sell the whiskey lovers on it right, right? Yeah. it's already talking yeah. about something they want to hear about so um that means a lot so thank you man i really appreciate yeah. that yeah. Yeah. Um, and i'm sorry that the whole episode ended up getting you know talk, talking about pricing don't worry um, about it which don't is worry like, about it they were probably expecting that day. <laughs> <laughs> we won't tell them but that's probably what they yeah want. they'll find out for themselves eventually Dave, but, thank and, you. and hopefully i didn't rub too many people the wrong way i know i, I know it's so. it's not the answers that everybody wants to hear i know in a perfect world everything would be available everything would be affordable of course um there would be no allocations there would be no you know maxing out your credit card for a bottle of booze um <laughs> That's just not do the that. way it don't, is right Don't do now. that. Next next yeah. episode, we're going to talk about anime, though, because... <laughs> fun fact. Couldn't the, help the, you with that one. The, yeah, he couldn't help me with the <laughs> anime question because he was one of the first people that, like, responded to a comment, like, when I first started my Instagram. I was like, this guy looks like he knows a lot about wild turkey. <laughs> so I messaged him because there is a anime from the 90s called Trigun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they I remember lit, that. I yeah, remember that. They put wild, the, he's drinking whiskey yeah. in this bar and there's like Austin Nick, like all this wild turkey stuff on there. That's and, so And I specific. messaged him and go, do you know anything about this? Was this like a collaboration? I'm pretty sure the, the anime just did what they wanted to and nobody <laughs> noticed. Cool. But but yeah, we talked about anime a little bit and he couldn't figure it out for me. That's, so that's figure fair. It out next that's time. fair. That is cool though. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Dave, thank you so much, man. It's been hey, a man. pleasure. That was awesome. Thank yeah, you. Appreciate you. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. All right. Well, now we're going to move on to uh, Barrel Rings. Barrel Rings. Segment of the show that you can be a part of, actually, by calling in and leaving a voicemail or by texting the number 859 
8253. You can call, leave a voicemail, or text us. We've got a we got quite a bit to get to Let's this week. Uh starting out with a voicemail. Uh, the, from somebody that didn't leave a uh, a name. What? Yeah, I don't know who this person Anonymous? is. Yeah. Ooh. Hey, so hopefully I reached him up. Um, I am attempting to leave a um, barreling in time for next week's episode. Um, I just had a couple of suggestions. Um, one, I totally agree with Eric about that story funky super salty sweet and like no point in fake sugar um notes that some barrel aged um especially dark beers can get okay uh not a fan at all um i would be interested in his opinions on um dragon milk also kentucky distilling does a um ale and a couple other products products that I, or beers that do not have that note um, or I have an experience on the ale on um, my Irish red that I enjoy um, and never met a Dragon's Milk um, product that I don't like, although I have yet to try the whiskey. Um, so I, it would be cool to see how that goes on future show. Have a good uh, weekend, guys. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for calling in. I have no idea who you were. First um, off, thanks for agreeing with me. That makes me feel yeah, 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 yeah. Great. <laughs> and I do want to drink something called Dragon's Milk because that sounds metal as fuck. It really does. Yeah. Is that a beer? It is a beer. I think I've. Seen, is it like? Uh, is it like one of those big bottle ones? I feel like I've seen it before. Um. But yeah, let's try some Dragon's Milk. Yeah. Oh, you oh, can just get it in so regular cool. bottles. Look at okay, that. Down. Let's you try it. it in the can. In can That's white. Bourbon oh. barrel aged white stout? What? All right. I'm down. Let's try some. Uh, and and uh, what they were saying, too, is they have a whiskey now. Oh, that's well. that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've seen that bottle before. <clears throat> Not like in person. I've seen other pictures of it. Yeah. Well, thank you. Person we don't know, <laughs> but um, we would, we'll definitely try that. Um, of course, we uh, we reviewed the uh, Kentucky Distilling Bourbon Barrel Ale uh, from Alltech. Yeah, a few weeks ago at this point, a couple months maybe. Yeah, I think I like that one. You did, I did. Yeah, we gave it a good review. I love I love Kentucky Distilling. I'm I think they. Milk now. <laughs> I'll find some for us. Uh, next one, we do know who this is from. It's Jared. Oh, Happy Monday morning, gentlemen. Hey. It's Jared, checking in again. Uh, I just want to let you guys know the, the pregame chat last episode uh, was effing phenomenal. I don't, I don't want to swear in case Perry has to edit it, and that just seems like, you know. Fucking phenomenal. Uh, but I mean, the whole segment on Yoda trying to coerce you into anal sex, and then uh, <laughs> 15 minutes of West Virginia Star Wars. It was chef's kiss. Beautiful. Um, also, the, this is not the second time I've heard someone uh, use the term holler to refer to a geographic area, the other time being I'm watching Justified, both Kentucky things. So it's clearly the Kentucky thing. I'm still not 100% sure what exactly a holler would refer to. I'll answer to, it to you in just a second. Is what it is. 
Uh, Perry, I feel very uncomfortable saying this, but I do want to apologize. Uh, I didn't see a recipe. I just wasn't as active on social media as I typically am over Thanksgiving. It was just busy. Um, you know, I'm hosting two Thanksgiving, so five turkeys, bacon, four pies, side Sounds dishes. Like and then my mother-in-law was yeah. staying with us the whole week. So it, uh, yeah, that uh, is what it is. But uh, I'll look at that recipe. I also forgot to make your wife's punch recipe for a party Thanksgiving. I, I got it, and I just completely forgot about it because right of the extenuating circumstances. So apologize for that, Perry. But, yeah, um, keep up uh, keep up uh, the good work, guys. Talk to you later. All right. Listen, I grew up in a holler. <laughs> and, yes, I grew up in eastern Kentucky. Justified took place in Harlan. I dated a girl from Harlan. Because it is like 45 minutes away from where I lived. So the holler is basically an unpaved road that's like it goes up through, like it's almost like somebody just split the mountain apart and you just got to drive yeah. through the mountain. And then all of a sudden you come out at the end of it. It looks just like something on Justified. That's where I grew up. Um, Here's the thing though do not trust Justified when it comes to Kentucky geography. Or distances yeah, between Lexington two points. And like, Ashland is like, that's like an hour and a half drive. And they're like, they're in 20 minutes. Yeah, the same way with Lexington. It's they insane. went from Harlan to Lexington. That's like two and a half hours yeah. drive. Um, but yeah, that's a funny story. I dated a girl from Harlan. I was hung out in Harlan for a while. I won't tell you what that girl's doing now. Just can't. You want another barrel ring? Yeah. Also, thank you for apologizing, Jared. But also, you shouldn't apologize. Hey, what? <laughs> What's going on, boys? It's Bill, uh. and I'm listening to the episode <laughs> sitting in front of Costco and get me one of them big old hot dogs that Eric likes so much. But, oh my goodness, you guys. Okay, so what? let's clarify something. Um, when I suggested throwing a shot of whiskey or 101 into your barrel aged stout. Last time, you just had a barrel-aged stout. It wasn't something with a bunch of adjuncts in it. Uh, I don't think it would work Fair. with the adjuncts, um, but it's more what? like if you have a barrel-aged stout, you want a little more of that kit. Add a little whiskey. Maybe a shot. If you took if you took the term shot literal, like that might have been too much. Um, so sorry about that. It should have definitely been more clear. And I'm so sorry that the Banana Fosters was not good for you. I'm going to try it. Uh, I'm on Christmas with my father-in-law, so Mother, we'll see apologize what I think of it. But um, Ron Banana doesn't <laughs> really um, sound too appealing. Um, as for Curveball, I'm not sure if you guys remember, but I actually tagged you in a post on Instagram from Curveball, and it had to do with their um, grilled peach margarita, which is fantastic. I had it. It was great. We talked about it, I think, briefly a couple of calls ago. And I tagged you in it just to show you the recipe. Um, And apparently anyone I tagged on that post got a follow from Curveball. So I don't know if they listened to the episode, but maybe you should send them a link so they can. And then that way they know what they're getting themselves into. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a trap. Anyway, you guys are awesome. Love listening to this episode so far. I can't wait to hear the rest. Um, don't have anything else much more to say except for this holiday season. You guys, do your, do your friends a favor. Check in on them, all right? 
All right, guys. Um, I think that's it for now. You guys have a great one. Take care. Bye. Why did his audio quality change so hard? I don't know. Is he okay? Can you check in on him? I have to go to the office on Monday. Um, we didn't do like a literal shot of 101. We did a little pour. We didn't. We did a pour of. I don't know what the adjectives are you're talking about. Adjunct is what he was saying. Adverbs. What he meant was all the extra little bits and bobs that they throw in. What are bips and bobs that they throw in? Well, you know, like stuff? it had like bananas and it had almonds and it had. They put that in there? Mm-hmm. I thought it was like a barrel. Mm. Like a banana barrel. When they brew the beer, they make it with that. Look, man, I got to be honest with you. I don't really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> They're putting actual bananas in there? I guess so. What? I guess so. I have no clue how this stuff works. Yeah. Uh, we got a couple texts as well. First one's from Tony Bagadonis. Tony. Hello, boys. Just chiming in on the pizza list from last week's. Last week's pregame chats available on Patreon. <laughs> Support your favorite podcast host for as little as a buck a month. He did. Nice. <laughs> if you're watching the YouTube version, it's on the screen, too. So, you know, I'm not lying. Um uh, he said, support your favorite podcast hosts for as little as a buck a month. So if you take out all of those BS cauliflower pizzas, we could bump Tony's up to third place. That's how it works, right? Then it's settled. Now listen, Tony messaged me on Instagram mad at me because I said I didn't like Tony's. And I will still, st- and I told him I'm standing by Tony's frozen pizza sucks. The sauce is horrible. So he can... It ain't bumping up to nowhere on my list. I'm sorry. I'm apologizing like everybody else, but I'm sorry for not being sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Tony's frozen pizza sucks. Okay. (laughs) We also have a text message from Don Nishida. Oh, nice. Aloha, Tim Bip. Just a short holiday message for you as we head towards 2024. Okay. Now, I've not watched this yet. What? What is it? Cameo. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, my God. Is this going to play on the YouTube thing? I don't know. Oh, is it going to play on YouTube? Yes. Are we going to tell him who the... Perry just clicked the link that Don Nishida sent, and it said Cameo, and, and Fred Minnick's on the screen. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is great. Yeah. Um, I don't know <laughs> what we're about to Play hear. shit. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. Uh, oh. oh, God. Hey, what's up, Perry and Eric? Or should I say Larry and Derek? <laughs> Don booked me on Cameo with some concerns. They're concerned that you're taking bourbon a little too far. They saw you, um, you know, digging through the trash cans at Liquor Barn, hoping to find just a little dribble left of an Elmer T. Lee or a Pappy Van Winkle. They heard that you were hiding in the bathrooms of Lexington bars, hoping to not be found when they were closing. And you would sneak out at like 3 o'clock in the morning and just get a pool of some kind of whiskey there that you haven't had before. But it wasn't until they saw you at 8 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday before church, mind you, 
that you were inside a liquor store in the bad part of town buying a bottle of Kessler's to drink in the parking lot. Look, Perry, <laughs> Eric, we've known each other for a long time. And Have we, Fred? I think you all do a great job on the podcast. But Don and I are genuinely concerned that you <laughs> may need no. to see some help. <laughs> it may be that you've got this FOMO, this tater, this tater lordship thing going over your head, that it's just it's just too much, and you all have hit that breaking point. So it's okay to take a break from time to time. And, um, yeah, we're here for you. Don and I are here for you. Ah, just kidding. Hey, I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, whatever you all celebrate. You know, I'll, I'll think the world of both of you. And I'm so happy that you all are engaged in the bourbon community. Be safe out there. I look forward to having a drink with you next time. And I cannot wait for you to make fun of me again for Halloween. I love that every single year. I look forward to Finally, it. Finally, I'm recognized. <laughs> he, he, he did it. He did it. <laughs> it took Don paying him to say this. It took Don Ashita paying a cameo for me to get recognized. For... <laughs> Freddie Minnick. <laughs> and, he, and, and he specifically said making fun of him. <laughs> oh, oh, my sides hurt. <laughs> I appreciate Derek being called Derek by Fred Minnick. Oh, Again, my gosh. For the second time in my life. But here's <laughs> there's so much to break down here. First of all, how much do you think he actually remembers? <laughs> no, he does not. That's what's so good. There's no fucking way. No, he doesn't. That's so good about that. <laughs> the other part is. Because he doesn't remember. He doesn't get the joke. No, he doesn't. He doesn't get Derek. I'm giving Don the Sheeta his money back. Oh, God. No, don't give it back. It was worth it. It was so funny. Uh, I don't know if this makes me feel better or worse. I actually feel worse right now. I feel worse. This didn't work at all. Oh, Hey, he said some really nice things about us, though. He did. <laughs> Known us for years. Us for years. Hey, how about some high profotics? <laughs> Cameo! <laughs> uh, that was... High profotics. That was so good. <laughs> I can't wait till I actually have a real drink. I would love to set up a time for the three of us to have a drink Set it together. up. Set it up! <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, everything that's been that's been <laughs> grinding your gears. Anything? Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> okay, let's focus. Get back in track here. Hmm. Okay. High proof hot takes. What if it's been grinding my gears? 
I've completely lost track of what's happening. <laughs> Where are we? Who am I? <laughs> what is happening? What have we done today? I feel like we've been recording for two days. Am I in the animated classic Robin Hood by maybe, maybe. Walt Disney? Or am I in the real life of Robin Hood and tights? Which, yeah. Um, high proof hot takes. Eric told me off ca- off mic, by the way, that he loves um, the Maid Marian animated fox from... <laughs> oh my God. She's hot. <laughs> So you admit it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the female Lion King, who whatever, Lana. Nala. Nala. That too. <laughs> um, high proof hot takes. I don't know, man. Just like there's stuff that pisses me off every day, I feel like. I got a good one. <laughs> Animals are not great Christmas presents. <laughs> Don't get a dog unless you're ready to have a dog. What if they are ready to have a dog, though? Think it through. What if they did? Well, then get a dog. Fine, whatever. What what brought this on? What brought this on? I'm not talking about this on the main feed. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, old people again? Um, oh, there's plenty of old people stuff. Not le- not knowing how to use like a um, like a kiosk type thing where like, oh, everything's gosh. automated. Um, I had to pull out a debit card for an old man. I literally took an old man's debit card because he, it was beeping over and over and over and he was just sitting there and I was like, are you okay? I thought he was having a stroke or something. Like <laughs> um, he's like, yeah, I'm just waiting for this you know to the, finish. You know the, uh, the, the signs of a stroke. Yeah. Though, right? Yeah. yeah. But yes. <laughs> Hyperfontic. People thinking I don't know stuff. Sick of it. I know things. I may not know what the why stuff's priced the way it is. I may not know the process of barrels or something, but I know other stuff. And I know to take your debit card out when it's beeping. I could have ran. I this is my ran. favorite episode ever. I could have ran with an old man's <laughs> debit card in my hand and never looked back. Yep. Yeah, you could have. I could have, but I didn't. You know, and you know how much that probably was worth. I mean, I'm sure he, he probably he like, looked like somebody that saved money up every penny. Yeah, but I didn't. Oh, this book. People who don't take their debit card out when it says to take it out, and they let it beep for more than five seconds. That's my high proof hot take for the day. Mm. Just pull it out. Tips and bits. Pull it out. Ah, well, this has been an update. No, <laughs> Uh, we're going to recommend some things that you should be watching, listening to, reading, playing, maybe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost it. I recommend Barry playing uh, Spider-Man 2 again <laughs> because it's still my favorite thing. <laughs> so, on the subject of superhero video games. Okay. I am for the first time, after it being the the first one came out fourteen years ago. Oh, Marvel versus Capcom? No, no. Oh. <laughs> wouldn't that be something? Like I'm diving deep into the yeah. no. Um, finally got released on a platform that I have the most access to. Commodore sixty four. The just sorry. The Batman Arkham trilogy. Ooh, yeah. what's it on? Switch. 
Really? Yeah. Nice. Apparently, Arkham Knight does not perform super well. Have you seen Mortal Kombat, the new Mortal Kombat? <laughs> yes, I have. It's bad. <laughs> That's what I've heard. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> I've seen it just it not bad. do it. No. <laughs> it just not work no. at all. No. <laughs> and it's really funny that they decided it was a good thing to put that you know out. What? Let's do it anyway. But here's the thing. like anyway. the the Even like Arkham Asylum, which came out in 2009 on what PlayStation 3 and three. <clears throat> Xbox 360 at that point? Uh, maybe, was that 360 maybe or was... I don't remember. I anyway, remember. yeah. Not the newest. Things. No. But the Switch which came out in 20 what? 17? 17. Mm-hmm. It does not play it super well. <laughs> it still lags and frame drops and it doesn't have audio issues though there's no audio tearing which is nice but i'm like you got to be kidding me like it should be able to handle this the crazy thing is that and i really want one i don't know if i'll be able to get one um just yet i'll have to wait till after christmas but the playstation 5 now has a handheld don't get it oh no it it's it's reviewed it's reviewed really really poorly I've watched the video. <clears throat> it the console always has to be on, it. but it has to be on. Yeah. So if I'm laying in bed and uh, downstairs, I just turn it on and I go up and play it. I'm gonna send you a video. Nope, I don't believe it. I'm not saying I want to play it when I'm out of town. I'm saying I want to play it when I'm in my bed. I am going to send you a video. I'm not gonna watch it. Well, then you're. I've already talked myself into this. I mean, you do whatever you want to, but I'm just letting you know. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so it, why it, doesn't Nintendo make a high performance I machine? Don't, I don't. That's know. what I want to know. Uh, I I don't know, but it, I I will say though, I'm having so much fun with it. Um, yeah, I beat game. I beat Arkham Asylum in a couple of days. Uh, I'm on Arkham City right now. I like Arkham City better than I did Arkham Asylum. Even though the consensus, I think, is that Asylum is a better game. I like Asylum better. Um, I I don't know. I there's something about the flow of the mechanics, especially um, the the combat system mm-hmm. that got improved even just a little bit from Asylum to City. That I it it <clears throat> just seems to work better with me uh, with my brain because I was getting like. I was getting the crap kicked out of me in Asylum because there was so much like bullet time action, like slow-mo speeds when I was just trying to like mow down a group of thugs and it just wasn't responding at the right time. So I, I, I don't know. It's the most um, Batman thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> mow down a group of thugs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was... <laughs> I was playing it before bed the other night and Lucy walks in and I just go, I'm Batman. <laughs> and she goes, I'm Catwoman. I'm Batman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or Talia. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Or Poison Ivy. Do it. Or Harley. All of them. Whatever. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> so weird. Um, but yeah, that's been the thing that I've been doing the most this week other than working. I know that feeling. Yep. What you got to recommend? Um, well, what do I have? 
I'm still playing Spider-Man 2. I did that. <laughs> you did that once. Um, because, Poorly. like, this is this is what I love and hate about Spider-Man 2, is that there's so much to do without even completing the main thing that I get sidetracked. Yeah. I just I just get in, like, I'm Spider-Man, and I'm just doing patrol. I've been <laughs> patrolling... Neighborhoods parody. You know what's so funny? I'm fifty percent of the main game, but I just come home and I've worked all day. <laughs> you just want to save people. And I people. just patrol, and I'm living this Spider-Man life in my head. That oh, I got to check on this neighborhood. I got to check on the Bronx. I got to check on this, and I'm never going to finish this game because I'm just patrolling and waiting for crime to happen. What's so funny is I'm the opposite with the Asylum games or the Arkham games. Yeah. Did I say Asylum Games earlier? I think I did. Arkham Games. Yeah. I want to play through it. Like I'm, I'm the same way with. Uh, I was the exact same way uh, with Tears of the Kingdom, too. Like I wanted to get the upgrades so I could go and beat the boss, and then I wanted to do all the side missions, uh, like afterwards. Um. So yeah, I'll wind up going back and getting all the Riddler trophies or whatever. Yeah, but, but I'm love it. I it's just so the, fun though. I, I mean, love that's this crazy. Game. But I'm never going to finish it because I just come home and I just want to be Spider-Man in patrol. That's uh, uh, My Daily Bourbon with Skyrim. Listen, My Daily Bourbon doesn't understand any jokes. <laughs> if you want... This is a, this is a uh, tips and bits. Join the Patreon so you can join the Discord so you can see all the jokes that My Daily Bourbon doesn't get on the Discord. Um, also, um, I'm going to be watching the new uh, uh, Miyazaki film. Uh, the Boy and the Heron. Oh, yeah. Watching it tomorrow. Yeah. Did you see that Jordan Peele is teamed up with... Um, oh, uh, <coughs> Dead... Hideki... Uh, Hideki... Kozima? Yes. Kozima? They're going to do a movie Kozima? game. Uh, something apparently yeah. nobody's done. I'm here for it. Hideo Kojima. That's who it is. Yes. Here for it, um, but I will report next week what I think. I'm going to try to watch uh, the new Godzilla as well. Oh, uh, I've heard such good things yeah. about it. I want to watch it in theaters before it comes to streaming just because any Godzilla film I love. Thank you very much for that. I don't know what that is. B520. Ooh, baby. Um, but I guess I'm saying tune in next week so I can report back for some new stuff. Otherwise, I'm just going to be patrolling a virtual New York City as Spider-Man, never completing this game. <laughs> so speaking of hearing about um, <clears throat> the new Godzilla being really good, I listened to the Weekly Planets episode. Uh, where they reviewed it, and I mean, they said it was just phenomenal, but you know this, but you don't know this, that this podcast is now hosted by the official Kentuckian yeah. of You're the, official the Weekly one. Planet. Yeah, he's he was, it was on there. It, it was on an episode, it was dubbed, they were going through reviews, I left a review for the, the podcast. Official. It's still my favorite podcast ever. Uh, it's the only one that I like <clears throat> consistently keep up with on a weekly basis. Um, and it's the weekly planet. And it's the weekly planet. And oh. I left a review and I asked, could I be the official Kentuckian of the podcast? You did. And it. James and Mason said, yes, you can. You did it. And so it is now, <laughs> it's on my Twitter bio. <laughs> it has to be. Yeah, like it's got to be. Yeah. So I'm, I'm the official Kentuckian of the weekly planet, which. You did it. I don't even need like a uh, Kentucky Colonel. No, <laughs> at fuck this that. Point. You got that. You know, I got something way better. <laughs> so, 
with that being said, if you want to support the official Kentuckian of the Weekly Planet, who also has a podcast called This Is My Bourbon Podcast. Four more years. Yay! Four more years. Four more years. Go to patreon.com slash podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You support the show. But what Tony forgot to say, at $5, you get all the bonus stuff. Mm-hmm. You get two bonus episodes a week, sometimes more, and you get this episode uncut. What? B520 is interesting. Take a sip of it real quick. I just want to see what you think. Oh, the finish is real good. Is it like super corny up front? Rice Krispies. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Rice yep. Krispies. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Go ahead. Interesting. I haven't had that in a while. Um, but yeah, support the show. Get bonus stuff. It's <laughs> it's just the best place you can get on the Discord. You can see My Daily Bourbon, not get jokes. You can <laughs> maybe possibly get timed out by me. It's a joke. <laughs> but that's the best place to do it. Patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast. You can also support the show by buying merch. This is my bourbon shop. Oh, nope. Said it wrong. Well, I mean, that's what it's called. This is my bourbon shop. Yeah, but you the bourbon shop.threadless.com the, is where yep. you go to get merch. And then if you want to send an email to ask us to do something, a shout out, anything like that, this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. You can do that, send an email. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking cameo. Fred um, said it's a cameo. <laughs> if you want to follow us on all social media, you can follow the show at My Bourbon Pod. You can follow me at Whiskey Mutant. And you can follow Perry at Peter1792. The fact that the first cameo I ever got was from somebody I know personally is so funny to me. That's nice. Sorry. Awesome. Go ahead. No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> um, on all the platforms, anything that you can rate, review, comment, just do it all. Please. It helps everything. Um, uh, it, it feeds the algorithm. You know how it is. Uh, if you leave a uh, review on anything, we'll read it out. Um, uh, once again, thanks to uh, Dave Jennings, uh, Redbird101, for being part of the show today. Yes. We appreciate that. Uh, that's been a big part of... Uh, it's actually the first time that I really got a lot of like heat from... Um, and it will go down in my memory forever. So thank you all for that. And all of you who are maybe that was the first time listening because Dave was on there. Could have been a heck of an episode for you to jump in on. Either way, I'm still going to complain about prices and I'm not going to learn stuff about barrels. And on that note, thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Until then, I'm Perry. I'm Eric. And this is my bourbon podcast. (laughs) 